if the U.S. government, the media, the legal system, and the church can't keep democracy alive. It's time for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than this. Welcome back to Estate Sale. I'm Lori Lattimore Volkman with Brad Rayleigh. This is your biannual podcast, (laughs) (laughs) summarizing all the shit going wrong in the world today. So how are you, Brad? Oh, you know, it's just a shit storm uh, here (laughs) and and the forecast calls for clusterfuck. That's exactly right. um, um, What are you doing to me? For those playing at home, Lori just switched her background screen to have Kaylee, I lie all the time up at the podium just to fuck with me, I think is what she's doing. That's why I have her for the clusterfuck that is right wing media, Republican Party, anti-vaxxers, all of you. Earlier this week, she had a quote. It's just been crisis after crisis. We never had that under Trump. It was not a crisis every day. Like it was a crisis every minute. Uh, DeSantis the other day said as... Florida is setting pandemic death toll records. I mean, for <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. That he said Biden needs to follow his lead on the pandemic. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's a level of evil slash stupid slash dumb fuckery. I'm running out of words, Lori. I, I know it. Words. It's beyond believable. And yet we have... So what 40% of Americans who are believing it. I just don't even yes. know what to yep. do. <laughs> yep. I know. I know. Um, Things with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good. It's still like deja vu because I'm still fighting the same damn fights over masks and have you know having the same conversations and dealing with the same stupidity. And I mean, you know, like it's national, obviously, yeah. but it's yeah. it's also so local because of the schools. And it's way worse than it was last year at this time. Like, and I, we were panicked last year, and of course nobody could be vaccinated, so there was that right, right. thing. But with the Delta variant and the way it's affecting kids, and so even. <laughs> With vaccinations, and of course, I'm in a state that isn't any good at this. You know, our peak last year in South Carolina, or you know, in 2020, was June, July, and then again in the winter. So right. by school time, things had calmed down from the from the summer peak. People were wearing masks. We did have a mask mandate that that you know that was sort of allowed, and we went the whole school year with very few things happening in schools. You know, and so obvious to me why that is. <laughs> So obvious. Yeah. We start school this year and the Delta variant was was becoming a problem in July. So it wasn't like it was a shock the first week of school. Right. We knew this. I was mad when our school said in April said, we'll start the next year without masks. I was like, mm-hmm. we didn't even know about the Delta variant, but I was thinking, right. you don't really know why, you know, we're just starting to get people vaccinated. Why would you do that? Kids can't be vaccinated. Like, yeah. why would you promise yeah. that when you have no idea what's going to happen? Fast forward to early August and it's it, they, everyone seems to be caught off guard. And I'm like, oh, how could you be caught off guard? Yeah. <laughs> how could you? We've watched this happen all over, all over the world. We knew this was going to happen as kids are going to school. I'm just so irritated with stupidity. And I'm so tired of being irritated over that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I feel so much for you guys. Uh, you know, we've got several families in the neighborhood that have are essentially in the same boat. One of them is a nurse. She she and her husband just got COVID. They've got 
two kids. One of them's 11. So same, yeah. same age. And then they have an older one who is vaccinated. And so she's, she was fine. The two parents both caught it. One of them had symptoms, but tested negative. And the other one, the youngest one actually tested positive. I mean, they're all fine, both vaccinated. And they said that their, you know, their experience was actually pretty mild. I mean, it was, they had one rough night where they had fever, right. felt achy. And then pretty much after that, they, they felt better. I know we're in a better place here because I know they're talking about masks and they're really being a little bit more proactive in Larimer County. Colorado is doing relatively well on vaccinations. All the residents in Larimer County were uh, approaching 60% fully vaccinated. I mean, our elderly are, are vaccinated at a really high rate. I feel for you know, and some of my, uh, my friends, especially the nurses, have just been so pissed lately about, especially yeah. at the anti-vaxxers, it's sort of like, God damn it, I've got kids that can't be vaccinated and here you are dicking around while you can walk into any fucking pharmacy and get a shot you're in a red state one of the redder states you you got idiots leading you banning schools from a mask mandate yeah and just stepping back away from that one of the things we have realized and you and i've known this for a while my memory of actually the 80s of republicans (laughs) is that there was a rationality to their approach and there was actually a principled kind of Theoretically, it was it really was about smaller government. I mean, there was a lot of racism right. there, and we can, you know, talk about right. that. I was a part of that, but but the there was there was a theoretical, you know, coherence to what they talked about. And now you got the same people talking about limited government who are imposing a mandate. I mean, they're anti-mandate by opposing a mandate on schools to say you cannot mandate masks. That's a mandate, just because right. it's a different kind of mandate. I think what we're seeing is for the right wing, there is no coherent philosophical approach here. It's just, I want, I hate liberals and I'll do anything that pisses off liberals, including infecting my own kids with a with a with a virus or allowing them to be infected. I mean it- and infecting them because we have learned yeah. that even the vaccinated might be able to spread it if they're exposed to it. So it's like no right. one is safe unless you are vaccinated and wearing a mask until all these idiots will get vaccinated so we don't have the yeah. disease running around. I mean it's just the stupidity is incredible. I mean I, I was I was thinking about this God is my witness. I knew people were selfish and self-centered and good grief. That's true. But then you have this kind of self-centered insistence on endangering themselves, which makes no sense to me. I never thought I would see that. Then there's this really incredible lack of critical thinking. And we see it so much with the Delta uh, variant. Friends of ours, they were resistant to getting the, the, the vaccine. And their argument now is exactly this, that vaccinated people can spread it. So there's no point unless you're worried about yourself, which is wrong. Vaccinated people are less likely to contract it, even if they're exposed to it. Now, yes, they can. There are obviously breakthrough infections. And if they get a breakthrough infection, they can, in fact, transmit it. I've been trying right. to clarify this because there's a lot of well-intentioned people who seem confused by this too. But their argument now is, well, the vaccine doesn't stop you from spreading, so why should I do this? But we know that actually in June and May, when they were when they were first available to, to get the vaccine, that in fact, it was the evidence was quite with that variant, it, it, the vaccine really was stopping transmission and they didn't get it then. So clearly that's not the reason. They said, you know, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't officially approved. Now that Pfizer is officially approved and Moderna probably in a month, you know, of course their, their rationale has changed completely. Nothing has made me angrier through this than people defining this as a personal risk, personal responsibility issue. And I don't know if you saw that piece in the New York Times. It was a video uh, piece on Arkansas. It was stunning and actually just heartbreaking. These people, everybody all through Arkansas, these people talking about, I don't like being told what to do. I mean, 
this fucker's on his deathbed. He's probably not going to survive. He's in his fifties. I mean, not the best health, but that, that you know. But he's he's gasping for breath and still isn't sure about the vaccine. The thing that actually really bothers me in that case is for all that talk of personal responsibility, he's putting that nurse and that doctor. I mean, the whole range in that in that hospital at risk is is causing so much pressure on our healthcare system, including here. I mean, our, our ICUs are pretty much full. So, you know, God help you if you get in a car wreck, if you, you know, if you fall off your bike right. and, and, you know, or have a heart attack, that kind of, there, there we're back to just selfish. It is so selfish. There's not one part of this where they can argue, I'm only putting myself at risk. They're fine putting on a seatbelt because they know it's, you know, you never know what could happen. You could get hit by another car and you want to keep yourself right. safe, right? And you put your kids in in a seatbelt because you, you want to make sure they're safe. Their rationale, sitting in a car without seatbelts and driving right, right into a bunch of drunk drivers, like, hey, just go ahead and try and kill me. Right. <laughs> and right. let me take my chances. Yeah. And I'm going to see right. if I can also, you know, I'll just see if some other people around me, maybe they won't get hurt either. We'll just, we'll just trust God or we'll just figure that it's all a hoax. I mean, all of it is dumb. It's either dumb or political or both. From the very beginning, because Republicans made it a, a political issue that they were trying to leverage, now people can't even make a smart public health choice when it's clearly only public health. Like even all that we went through the last year and a half, now you get to fall 2021 and you have a whole bunch of people who cannot get vaccinated yet. They can't choose to get vaccinated yet. And right. you're gonna put them in a Petri dish and say, well, we're, we're not going to use masks because, you know, we did that already and we're done with it. it right. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, we know it worked because, look, we went we made it through school last year in a lot of places yeah. without incident, major yeah. incident, without super spreader events. And, yeah, there's this Delta variant. And, yeah, it's spreading even quicker. And, yeah, it's affecting kids way more than we did before. But ah, I just don't want to do it. I'm tired. I'm tired of, of not right. having my freedom. Like, damn it, your freedom would be here if you had listened six yeah. months ago. Yeah. And so, you know, now... It's not your freedom. It's kids' lives. Oh, it's just yeah. the front yeah. page of our paper today is a 12-year-old on a ventilator in the children's hospital in Charleston County dying of COVID. Yeah. And, and the likelihood of her making it is so low. And you know, it's heartbreaking to read the quotes of this mother and think you have no idea. And at the yeah. same time, though, I'm like, you could have been so much smarter. You know, it's not like yeah. it hasn't been out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then that yeah. leads us back to people like my governor and other Republicans, including Lindsey Graham, who are vaccinated, but not promoting it. Because then again, it goes against the political right. message that they've been part of for a year and a half. So they can't even get past that to just help people be safe and be smart. So, yeah. you know, can't promote vaccines. Got to promote that. You do it if you want. It's your freedom. Don't wear the mask. Wear the mask. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Meantime, we have a state that's 40% vaccinated and yeah. ICUs of kids filled up. Yeah. The other part of this, I think that is really just another one where I just, I really have to watch myself on social media. <laughs> if there's somebody I know, right? I don't know them. I don't give a fuck, honestly, but the inability to manage some kind of risk analysis. I mean, to, to just sort of parse it. I mean, so we're seeing people, I, I don't know how many people have called into poison control in places because of using <laughs> ivermectin. I didn't even really know that was a thing until I, mean, I started seeing it on social media. I'm like, what is it now? Like after the hydrochloroquine 
yeah. thing. I've just been like, I'm not surprised by any of this crap. And let's look at one that's actually legitimate because ivermectin is really not. But but you know uh, <laughs> right. the the monoclonal antibodies are a the medical treatment that's actually being tested, that's actually being promoted as a possibility. And uh, and the Washington Post had a piece on the fact that they are are actually there is some evidence that it can possibly help somebody who's infected reduce their symptoms. It kind of jump starts the immune system. And so it can, you know, but it's still, I, there was somebody I was reading just today who was saying, he was just aghast. He had a patient in, in ICU who was asking for monoclonal antibodies, resisted, would not get the vaccine, still thinks the vaccine is bullshit. And the guy, the doctor said, we know so much more about the vaccine than we know about monoclonal antibodies. It's a likelihood that the monoclonal antibodies won't help this person, even if he's treated with it. But right. We know more about the fact that the, that the vaccines are, and, and that's the part that actually is just driving me. I know. The wall is this kind of risk assessment. And I, and I, I mean, I run into people who are like, well, I had COVID and, you know, it was real mild. And so, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not too worried about it. It's just, uh, so you, if you need the vaccine, go get the vaccine. You know, it's kind of like, if you're scared, then get, get the vaccine. And I'm like, yeah, fuck. I, I was, <laughs> Lisa and I were clicking to, to get the first possible appointment we could we thought about driving all the way to Pueblo. You know, we we thought about driving to Grand Junction that had this big fair, and to see these people like mm, you know, or and, it, yeah. and that risk assessment thing is just it's it's completely counter. The the risk from the vaccine is minimal, if anything. It's actually less than minimal. I mean, we know we know very few cases of people actually really having anything. I mean, there's been a couple of cases of anaphylaxis. There's been some, but myocarditis. I think the the especially mm -hmm. in younger people, but even that's been mild and treatable and, you know, but we have 630,000 dead Americans and that doesn't count anything worldwide. And the projections I just saw today are another hundred thousand, uh, probably throughout the rest of this year. And you're like, holy fuck. Meanwhile, by the way, <laughs> right. we know that Republicans are now up in arms about 13 dead soldiers in, Ka in Kabul. And, and again, tragic, and I'm not, I'm not at all dismissing that. And we can talk about Afghanistan and, and what little I know about it because I've really not been following it. But, but, but the absolute insanity of them now pissed off, want an investigation, want impeachment, and then 630,000 looking at three quarters of a million Americans dead, which that number is probably low because there's a lot of people that probably died due to COVID that were not counted because they developed something after they were actually not with the virus. And you're like, no fucking investigation there. No, even can't even be bothered to put on a mask. I, I, I mean, you've got DeSantis and Abbott threatening private businesses and school districts. What in the world of fuck is going on? Same with McMaster. McMaster has this proviso in our budget this year that says uh, there's a ban on mask mandates. And thankfully, two school districts, including mine, have said, no, screw you, we're going to have a mask mandate. Yeah. But the problem with that is then, of course, all our anti-mask parents who we can't break state law that's terrible I'm like you yeah, yeah right. you guys are really all law and order but it's okay if they you know storm the capital with guns and try and take over the government that's fine but what whatever so because of that principles are like well we're not enforcing it we're just you know we we're encouraging it in the school district despite that uprising most people are, are complying but the governor is still going forward with 
you know, that it's not right. And so his attorney general is suing the city of Columbia. I saw that. The city passed a mask mandate to protect the schools. And the attorney general's like, I'm going to sue you. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's awesome. Just go ahead it's and just, sue a school for, you know, for passing. For protecting a, kids. Right. How do you right. go to bed at night and justify that to yourself? And so it's DeSantis, Abbott, McMaster, they're all cut from the same cloth. It's like, I will go to my deathbed and I will bring a whole bunch of people with me just to stay in this right-wing bullshit with Trump so yeah. that he likes yeah. me. That really is all there is. I, I'm sure you saw, I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but but the <laughs> former guy actually had, had a rally and he actually encouraged people to get the vaccine. He was booed. And then he, then he like laughed and was like, I know, I know your freedoms, do what you want. His little, you should get the vaccine. I got it. I think it works. W- was completely forgotten because then he totally there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, by yeah. the way, did you see this? This was interesting in, in Texas. I can't remember which school district did it where they um, added masks to the, uh, to the dress code. What do you call it? Dress code. Which I thought was brilliant. And I thought it was interesting because I'm guessing that a lot of conservatives have been the ones pushing for dress codes because they don't want girls to, you know, dress to because they get preggers. Right. We can't actually talk about what will actually get them pregnant, but we can tell them not to wear short skirts. I have to think. Because I'm so fucking mad at conservatives that there are some conservatives who are just simply that they're like they're like staring at something like that going. I don't know what to do. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I don't even know how to respond because I'm so pissed at every conservative I've ever known. I mean, some of them have clearly walked away from that and said, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. And then there's this category of people, and I'm not going to name them, um, <laughs> who, uh, who just can't be bothered to keep up. They would say, oh, I, I don't follow the news. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, because you, that's, that's a purposeful ignorance you've chosen to. And then there's other people, again, I'm not going to name who do know because I tell them all the time and they still can't be fucking bothered to do anything, you know? Right. And I'm like, because as we've mentioned, they do not want to admit to themselves that they're wrong and that their rationale is wrong and that it's completely bogus. Like there is no actual rationale. Like it's not logical based even on their own beliefs. And so to admit you're wrong and and then have to, admit the other side is correct is is way too hard for most people to do. Lisa and I have had conversations throughout the pandemic of are we overreacting? Are we are we the ones who are actually in fear? Are we, you know, and then I keep kind of walking through and looking at the numbers and talking about why we're doing this. And so there it's not as if that I'm just so completely confident of all of these decisions. I mean, you know, everything from the vaccines and Delta and doing a house show. I mean, we've gone back and forth on the best way to do this. And we finally decided it was the require vaccine. Sorry, I don't care if you had COVID last year. I don't care. We're doing this. And the band that came last year or last week from Nashville, they all thanked us individually. Like, thank you for for providing a vaccine only space, you know? So I'm, I'm always trying to really figure out what the best way is. And I'm open to new information. I really am. And, but when I look at my conservative friends, I think they are convinced. And even though it's never a conscious thought, it's not something they would actually say to you. They would never come out to one of us and say, well, as Christians, as conservatives, we're actually more moral than, than you liberals. They would never say that. <laughs> and if you, and if you actually were to say this to them, I know a couple of them would probably just be like, I can't believe you're saying that, but that's clear that they believe 
because that is the, that's that's the stopper. If you believe automatically that conservatives and Christians are good, then if conservatives and Christians are doing even something that's horrific, you it's like you're already knee jerking. You know this start of well, that's got to be right, right? I mean, it's, it's it has to be, and you know, and of course, as godless liberals, you know all that. As long as they're pro birth for the fetus, they somehow have cornered the market on goodness, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I keep asking, how many kids do Republicans get to kill and still call themselves pro-life? How, how, how does that work? It's all red states. And there's been all sorts of polling that shows that the Biden voters are vaccinated or intend to be vaccinated at a huge rate. Yeah. Trump voters, you know, aren't. And then there's, you know, these, and then I, cause I know people, I don't think they're Trump supporters, but they won't get vaccinated and, and, but they're also not thinking this through. But anyway, it's, 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 it's just a cluster. To my conservative Christian friends and relatives, I'm like, there was a time when I deferred to you and thought, well, yeah, you are morally consistent and actually, and now I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I won't turn to them for a bit of moral advice on anything. And these are people that I grew up with, people that I respected. I would never actually ask them their advice about a moral question. No, right. The only thing I would ask them advice about is something that they have some technical expertise in. And even then, I'm probably going to find somebody I respect more. You know? I mean, this I at this point, I'm I'm at I'm like, if you are so stupid that you are going to, you cannot see the fallacy in all of the logic in this political party, then I honestly don't trust you with whatever else it is you do because clearly you your reading comprehension is poor, your critical thinking is poor, so. I don't care. You could be a freaking brain surgeon and no. And I mean, you know, look, we have some brain surgeons. Ben Carson. Yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't <laughs> trust him to like wash my car. Full confession here. The Afghanistan stuff has been really hard for me to follow. And I've seen some of the stuff you posted. I think you've kept up with it more. I think you and I are in full agreement that this was a failed idea from the beginning. We're not the first empire to try to control Afghanistan. We probably will not be the last. Um, and that that region, I mean, the tribalism, the intense entrenched clan-like, you know, and then the terrain and the weather and the everything just has made it, I mean, you know, every every major empire has tried to control and they've all been sent packing. Then there's the the idea that this is oddly enough the one area that Trump was correct about that that this was too long we should have never been in Afghanistan for that long and we needed to get out and of course he's the one that made the deal, and then Biden is 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 following through and now, you know the same people who applauded Trump when he said we're getting out of Afghanistan are now you know mad at 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 uh, Biden, I'm kind of curious, what what you're seeing about this, um, and what your thoughts are. Well, ha, my thoughts are that the Republicans are a bunch Propane. of motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a demonstrable fact now. So, Absolutely. That was a great summary. First of all, and we'll work backwards, these Republicans who are now trying to use this as an anti-Biden, see what a disaster this is. Americans got killed. Trump would have never done that, blah, blah, blah. All of that is bullshit, and we know it. Clearly, <laughs> there were some mistakes. I don't know where the real breakdown was, but obviously, and they mentioned this, 
the Biden administration did not expect Kabul and, and really all of Afghanistan to fall so quickly into Taliban's mm -hmm. hands. Their plan for evacuating then you know, got completely thrown on its head because right. of that. And that has led to the chaos and the, you know, the disaster that we're seeing right now. To just say, oh, Trump would have done it much better is absurd. It's totally absurd. We didn't have one example of something Trump did where there was not absolute chaos and you know, nothing went smoothly. Nobody knew what each other was doing. I can't imagine there would have been anything done better in terms of getting out. Like the Taliban would have taken over exactly the same way it did if Trump were president. One of the things that, that several people who follow this far more than I do pointed out is, is that is that the the it isn't that the the Taliban just simply overwhelmed the Afghan forces. It's that the Afghan forces didn't just, fight back. Right. There's no way Trump would have anticipated that any more than our military did, and that that is a failure of. I mean, they really, I think, believed that those Afghan forces were ready to to resist. I'm not sure I would say they all really believed it. I, I do think Trump and I think Biden and I think a lot of the people far removed from the military right. probably assumed or thought or hoped that that wouldn't happen. Right. I would tell everyone, significant others, my mom and Susie, who listens to this podcast. Right. And Troy. <laughs> and Troy and Colleen. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't yet, read the Afghanistan papers in the Washington Post. It was actually written in 2019. So, you know, Shame on all of us for not being a little more aware mm -hmm. of this investigative yeah. report. In all fairness, who could pay attention to that? I mean, yeah. 2019, chaos after chaos, crisis after crisis yeah. every hour. Yeah. So to pay attention to the crisis that was longstanding and hard to understand and something we're all tired of hearing about, you know, it's not a surprise. It's a shame, but not a surprise. The reporter really shows in all his research and interviews how much we did know our, our military, our leaders in Afghanistan realized early on a lot of those things you just mentioned. The Afghan people, the tribal issues, influence of the Taliban, all those things, it was going to be an insurmountable task to do what we thought. Plain conceit, honestly. It's, it's typical American conceit. We'll go in, we're the saviors, we'll make this right. better. If you want to find the first guy to blame, it's going to be the George W. administration, which is probably more Karl Rove, Don Rumsfeld, John Bolton. Dick you know, Cheney. I, Dick yeah, Cheney. I, it's definitely not yeah. George W. Like he didn't come up with this master plan, right. but it's his administration, right? That pretends that this is a, a noble mission we have to do and gets us into a place that we have no business being. And then as every president along the way found, it's a lot harder to get out than you want it to be. So yeah. honestly, yeah. the path of least resistance becomes the status quo, stay there yeah. and just yeah. meander along. But meanwhile, you know, you're putting resources over there. You're, you're wasting money. You're wasting time. You're, you are losing people along the way for what is not going to be an end that we promised it was going to be, or that is going to get any better. To Trump's credit, he could recognize that too. Trump was doing it, of course, for popularity, right? It was you know, popular to say, I want to get out. Right. He's being anti-Obama with that. And I mean, that's probably right. the only thought he put into it. His negotiation for this, they didn't even bring in the Afghan government, ultimately. They actually negotiated with the Taliban and they released 5,000 Taliban soldiers. Not only did he put this in motion, then he set it up to fail, whether he knew that, I doubt. Think, or cared. 
Right. The biggest criticism I would have probably of the Biden administration was, and again, I know very little of going on with decision-making and the talks about it, but I would think military people, you know, they have all the scenarios, right? You should have the scenario that we get overrun and they should have known. So, and I go back to this, this revelation by the Afghanistan papers there, it was never going to work. They just didn't have the culture to like buy into this. They were basically letting American soldiers be their protectors. They were never going to take ownership of that. And these military leaders that are quoted in the book say that, and they give example after example of training exercises or situations where they couldn't see the bigger picture, the big mission. They were never going to fight. So I credit Biden and I guess we'll credit Trump, but we won't because he didn't think about it like this for recognizing we have to get out of there. And and I have to think part of that is he's looking, he's looking beyond and saying, you know, America's going to have to be in other places and we cannot keep wasting resources in Afghanistan. Right. We've, you know, but again, not having the foresight that they truly should have had, I think, to at least be prepared for Mm -hmm. something like that to happen, like knowing it, it could get ugly. And maybe being a little more ready for that. I mean, that would be my, gotcha. that is a, a big criticism, I, I think. Like many people, I have never felt like we have a good reason to be there. So I am in favor of getting out. You know, with zero military knowledge and, and strategic understanding of right. how they do that, I can understand why, peop- why a leader doesn't just say, all right, troops out, <laughs> you know, like you just, it just yeah. doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Um, and even, even if logistically the American military should be able to pack up and move out relatively quickly, just because of how organized I would think we are, there's a commitment to and, the people you have been trying to work yeah. with and protect mm-hmm. and recognizing that our international standing also, you know, relies a little bit on how we, how that looks, you know, how we do yeah. it. And, and so there's, there's so much complexity there that the average American is not able to understand probably or know. Right. And so then to have Lindsey Graham, my fucking Senator go on and say, this is the worst thing. Trump would end up much better. We need to impeach Biden. Like, oh my God, you're going to impeach a guy who actually was following through with the plans of your guy. It was an unfortunate situation, but you're not going to say a thing about the guy who actually allowed a whole, you know, a thousand people to storm the Capitol and try and take over our own government. That you're, there's no impeachment there, but you're going to try and impeach a guy who was just falling through on plans and it didn't go very well. You cannot in good faith say that, but they're doing it and they keep getting away with this crap where they're, they're not just, good faith. They're not good faith. But did we you, don't even have an that? electorate who will call them out on it enough. I mean, yes. I am just so tired of people either being complacent, as you mentioned, with the COVID. Like they just check out because they because it's controversial and they don't want to get into it. Yeah. Or yeah. they're just blind sheep listening to Fox News bullshit or pay zero attention until November 2022 or November 2024. And they're just going to go with the guy who is going to support anti-abortion. Yeah. By the way, Lindsey Graham, when you mentioned that, I think it was the Washington Post or it might have been the New York Times. Graham supposedly called Biden after the election or something and told him that he was only, you know, calling for an investigation into Hunter Biden because it pleased the voters or something like that, that he didn't really mean it. And Biden was like, Fuck not, you. not, yeah, exactly. It's it, exhausting. It's, it's, it is exhausting it is to exhausting. fight these people because they're just being stupid and ignorant. 
and selfish and you can't convince him, but they can be convinced apparently by a talking head who doesn't know jack shit about anything, you know, three weeks before an election, just again, because they're anti-abortion. The only good news I, I see is, is that younger people are for the most part not impressed with this. Let's just put it that way. I mean, the bad news is, is that as, as several people have pointed out, to a certain degree, this is what Republicans are. These people, like the Bannons and everything, have been wanting to do for years is simply undermine faith in the system across the board. So, yeah. you, you know, you still run, and I'm sure you do too. People are like, oh, both parties are just full of shit. And I'm like, and then so they'll point to this with Biden in the end, especially the most recent attack in Afghanistan, and say, you know, see, they're both the same. And to a certain degree, they, they have been the same in terms of the support of the American empire. That, that we can actually say that in, in the 20th century, second half of the 20th century, certainly into the, into the 21st, that, that both parties have been complicit in you know, overusing uh, American power. Belief that our military is so superior, we just throw them into any situation and they will dominate and win. And that, that, that we can do that. And you know, so, so on that part, I agree. But then you look at every other part of it. And, and there's no doubt, I mean, these Republicans, I struggle to find any of them that have any intellectual honesty whatsoever. So you have to like stay in the fight and stay aggravated and annoyed and heart attack inducing level of blood pressure to right. fight this. I feel like you just keep running through a brick wall. We talked about it when Biden became president. We knew it wasn't going to be suddenly sunshine and roses. And should have probably predicted that the, the Republicans would, you know, stick with Trump. I'm a little surprised to the length at which they've stuck with him. I really thought he'd fade and some of these other people would pick up the torch, what they have, but they still are picking up the torch at his bidding. You know, like they're, it's still like checking in with him. You know, Kevin McCarthy apparently can't have a meeting without checking with Trump. I heard, and this is now a month old, it feels like that there was there was a split between DeSantis and Trump that that Trump really resented DeSantis's popularity. It is funny that any of those guys, like Ted Cruz or DeSantis, whoever, you know, if they think they're gonna run against Trump and be okay, right. no. By the way, I'm I'm just gonna say this because there have been a couple of Republican governors who have not been completely awful. The Ohio governor, at least, has taken COVID seriously from the beginning. Asa Hutchinson, who I always have thought is is actually fairly um, not very smart. I mean, he's smarter than Mike Pence, but then again, <laughs> he admitted that that signing a bill uh, mandate right. blocking mask mandates was a mistake. He's been traveling around the state of Arkansas trying to get people to get vaccinated. There have been a couple of people where you're like, okay, they're not complete fucking sociopaths. Stacey <laughs> Christie Nome in, in South Dakota, awful. I mean, and, 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 and we're seeing the, the, the actual implications of this as, as Sturgis, you know, just blew up. South Dakota has the biggest increase in cases. That's not shocking. And yet, of course, so many people who went to Sturgis weren't from South Dakota. So a friend of mine here in town who's a nurse said that he was treating somebody, you know, in full PPE, you know, who was COVID uh, positive, sick, doing horribly had just come back from Sturgis and you're like fuck you you fucking morons you know and we need more of the doctors like the guy in Alabama who's like I'm not treating you if you're not vaccinated I think his rationale was far more noble than mine would be his was you're taking right. up space and I don't you know I need to treat yeah. other people yeah but I'd be like it's total retaliation for you being stupid <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel pretty vindictive and and I and I 
I still appreciate, I mean, there's been piece after piece. There was one here in the Colorado and there was one in the Washington Post about healthcare workers just sort of like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Fucking fucksters. Well, I know. Fucksters. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> this is our pledge. We will try to make this a semi-regular thing to get together and rant about the, the dumb fuckery in the, in the world. It's not yeah. going away. It's not going away. Was... There's no vaccine for dumb fuckery. Have oh my God, we need that. That is what we need. Yeah, yeah. Vaccine no. for dumb fuckery. All right, fuckery. well, well let's, let's, let's talk to the scientists and see if there's something they can do. By the way, I'm wearing what is going to be our shirt. I saw Lori is wearing a, a shirt, which uh, she had a picture of it on Facebook, but uh, I'm proficient in three languages. English, sarcasm, and profanity. And, and as, as we talked about on, on Facebook, I, I think I'm proficient in English, but I know I'm proficient in profanity. I mean, I, I don't think anybody is doubting that. So yeah, sarcasm. Um, you got sarcasm too. You're good. Oh, I yeah. You're three for three. You're batting a thousand. <laughs> it's all good. We'll do it again. And good luck with South Carolina, you know. So, I mean, yeah. the state, not the school. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. I was going to go to the school board meeting on Monday, but I thought, I don't know. I'll be too tempted to throat punch somebody and I'll end up in jail. And so <laughs> I'm just going to have to stay back. <laughs> I mean, I can ben Venmo you some money for bail. but I told my son, I said, I, you know what? I'd really like to just see Lindsey Graham on the street sometime. And I would, I would, this is what I would do. I'd turn to you guys and say, I'm sorry, mommy's going to be going to jail for a little while because I'm about to do this. <laughs> and I would just go over and throat punch him. Tell Poppy to bring me some food. <laughs> right. I like yeah. orange, yeah. so I'm okay. I'm, o I'm going to be okay. Tell everyone I'm going to be okay. Right. Get that cake with a file in it ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. All well, right. Stay out of jail, Lori. I'm going to okay. try. It's time for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than.